What's up, everybody? Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Nino Show. Uh, <laughs> I gotta say, this was pretty good. This was a this was a nice little prank you pulled on me. Uh, the the mailman sent this to my house. Uh, gay cruise. Thanks for booking your gay cruise. Uh, yeah. So whoever did this, good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Now the mailman won't stop hitting on me. Uh, I, uh, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Um, this is why, uh, <laughs> at least I could take it, right? At least I could take it. Yeah, uh, no, but that was a good one. That was a very good one. That was a good one. I give it all, uh, I give you, uh, the credit. That was good. Uh, whoever pulled that one, good job. I could dish it out, but I can also take it. All right, folks. <laughs> you know what they say? If you can take a dick, you can take a joke. Good one. Uh, yeah, so right when I start talking about Pelosi, Pelosi reemerges like a turd that won't flush. So Pelosi, I guess, is throwing her hat back in the ring. I was asking just the other day. I was like, where's Pelosi? Where could Pelosi be? Well, it looks like she's going to be running again. I don't know for what seat, but it looks like she's reemerged. Look, this show, this this whatever we're watching here, folks, nothing makes sense. I don't even know what's real and what's not, to be honest with you. Um, but before I get into this show, folks, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't see an election happening. And this is my opinion. And I think I've been right on the money on a lot of things. I don't see it happening. I just don't. There's too many things at play, uh, too many things at stake, and they're not just going to give away America. All right? So hold on. I'm going to get into this. I'll explain why and safeties that are in place. One second. Venmo, D hyphen rod, one nine seven seven D hyphen rod, one nine seven seven. Um, when the lights go out on Amazon, get your book today. Uh, learn about the life of the Nino. I wrote this book on my phone. It was very cathartic, very cathartic, very uh, therapeutic to say the least. I could probably write another one, but uh, I don't know. It's a lot of work. I have friends that are like, how'd you write that book so fast? I just put my mind to it. I wrote it in a month. I wrote it in a month with my iPhone, folks. You, when you put your mind to anything, you can do it. Um, my mama's book, The Mexican Mix, also on Amazon, folks. Get over there and show her some love. The Mexican Mix. Uh, Noble Gold, folks. You're going to need your gold. And what I and, uh, I talked to Bo Pony and Juan about this yesterday. Uh, basically, if you're not pre- basically if you're not preparing now with gold, you're in trouble. Gold and silver. So, um, are you feeling unsure about your finances these days? Like all of us are, absolutely. Uh, that's why Noble Gold Investments is here to help. Just hear it straight from the folks that they, that they've already helped. The Noble Gold the Noble Gold crew walked me through everything with no stress, and this is true. Uh, Noble Gold crew walked me through every day everything with no stress. With their help, I can finally sleep easy at night. Uh, and now this month, Noble Gold Investments is handing out a free five-ounce silver America the Beautiful coin if you qualify, if you qualify for an IRA. Invest in gold and silver with Noble Gold Investments. Go to noblegoldinvestments.com now. Noblegoldinvestments.com, the only gold company I trust. Folks, you got to get your gold. This is not... Um, I can't. I can't stress this enough. I can't. Play, you can't play around with this. Uh, I had a long conversation with Juan and Bo Pony yesterday. 
gold is going to be gold and silver are going to be your best bet with what's coming. Uh, and a lot is coming. A lot is coming. Um, folks, Spotify is Nino's Corner. Telegram is Nino's Corner. Getter, Nino's Corner. Rumble, Nino's Corner. Uh, True Social, David Rodriguez Boxer. Uh, Instagram, David Nino Rodriguez Boxer. Nino's Truth is also on Instagram. I, that's my verified account. That's where they made me feel special. So, David Nino Rodriguez Boxer and Nino's Truth. Twitter, Nino Boxer. Twitter is Nino Boxer. Uh, folks, there's a lot of scammers out there. I am not reaching out to anybody for a QFS or whatever. I'm not reaching out for anything. The only thing I pedal is here on the show and uh, the Patriot Switch. Uh, also, the drop with Nino. I put that on my pinned comment. It's down there below the pinned comment, the drop with Nino. Uh, and the Patriot Switch. Those are the things I believe in. If I'm reaching out to you in your DMs, it's not me. It's not me. Okay? So I get a lot of people. And there's a lot of fake Facebook accounts. I'm not on Facebook. I got bombed on there a long time ago. I'm not on Facebook. Um, so Twitter is Dino Boxer. Patriotware. Patriotwearepig.com. Get yourself a black sheet uh, t-shirt, baby. <laughs> you got to like it. You got to love it. Um Nino's Corner.tv is fire as always. Your one-stop shop for everything war on the deep state. Uh, Laura Eisenhower and Brad Olson are up there right now. I'm getting ready to put Carrie Cassidy. Carrie Cassidy's going up there. We're talking about the Hawaii fires. We're talking about Pearl Harbor. Pearl Harbor 2.0. What really happened, folks? What really happened? Nobody's covering this. Nobody's covering this, but it's on Nino's Corner.tv. Go there, and it's going to be up today. This uh, this evening, I also have Bo Pony and Juan O'Saban. They're premiering on YouTube for a while. It's going to be twenty minutes of that, and then two hours, two hours on Nino's Corner TV, where we dive deep, folks, and uh, we talk about events, uh, things that are going to be happening, the series of events, which is why I tailored my show this way today. Um, I also got Cliff High. What happened to Cliff High? You know, it's been a while. I finally reached out to him again. I'm like, yo, Cliff, you got to come back on the show. Cliff High is coming back on the show. Um, that's going to probably be on Nino's Corner.tv, depending. I wish I could put it on YouTube, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I also have Melissa from Freedom Force coming on. That'll probably be YouTube worthy. I got Gene Ho. Gene Ho. I got, um, my mom calls me a lot when I'm on, when I'm doing my show. <laughs> uh, Oh, boy. Mom, I'm going to have to call you back. Please. Yes, I'll do that. All right, Mom. Let me. right, I'm on the show. Let me call you back, please. Please, please. Bring me a phone back. I have no phone. Uh, okay. All right, Mom. Bye. Uh, sorry, folks. Got to answer my mom's calls, but you never know what it's going to be. So, uh, yeah. All right. So, Joshua Abraham, the Mason that uh, infiltrated. <laughs> I got to respect my mama. I do. So, and what she says goes, uh, she's still the, she's still the general. Uh, so Joshua Abraham, the Mason that, that, that infiltrated the Masons, he's coming on, he's coming on, uh, Nino's corner. Dustin Nemos is coming back on and folks, you might want to, uh, turn it down or turn it up, baby, turn it down or turn it up. <laughs> I can't believe I answered my mom's phone call. Uh, Daniel, there's, 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 Thank you very much. Oh, my gosh, he's calling again. <laughs>
mom, I have to call you back. Okay. Oh, she must have butt down me. She does that sometimes, but I got to answer the calls. All right, folks, uh, turn it down or turn it up. Turn it down or turn it up. Ugh. Coming at you live for the apocalypse, baby. <laughs> He's crazy. Oh, fuck. I still can't get over this. Hey, what's going on? We're all going on a cruise. Shit. Now my neighbors, <laughs> how am I going to fight this off? Crap. Anyway. All right, folks. Um. I got to say that I don't think there's going to be an election. I'm calling it now. Uh, I think there's going to be a series of events that take place. They got Biden, the rotting corpse. They don't know what to do with them. They can't get rid of them. Uh, It looks like we're pushing their hand in this direction to do this. I think there's going to be a series of events. I think we're coming into some very choppy waters, folks. You got to be ready for this. I still see a financial collapse happening, like the end of the dollar. All of these things can happen. It's in the air. We can all feel it, folks. I'm going to tell you right now, everything else was just like a scrimmage. It was like a beta test. Um, Biden is the rotting corpse of this Democrat party and the rhinos. The rhinos don't know what to do. They were depending on DeSantis. DeSantis is falling like a lead balloon. Their hopes are dwindling with the Senate, so they're going to have to make some big power moves, and they're going to be desperate, folks. Think about it. Think about this. The only one they really have is Vivek Ramaswamy, and that he ain't going to go anywhere. So all of their all of their moves are failing. So then they're going to have to resort now to power moves, and I think a series of events. I think if a series of events are going to happen, and I'm saying it now on nine eleven, on nine eleven. I'm hearing a lot of chatter and rumors. I have not come out and spoken on any of this because I think of, as of right now, um, you know, a lot about a lot of talk about this, a lot of talk about the boogeyman reemerging. I'm not taking anything to the bank because I've not clarified it or validated it with my sources, my sources, which you all know who are my sources. Um, I have not really validated it. So, I'm not going to come out here and go balls to the wall, but I am going to say I don't think an election is going to happen. My opinion. That's why I have to. Cl- that's why I have to clarify it on on YouTube. So, um, I can only go with what I see, folks, and this is what I see: the Lahaina fires, Pearl Harbor 2.0, um, earthquakes, <laughs> a lot of earthquakes lately. Uh, we got a volcano erupting as well in Hawaii right now. Do you know that? Uh, hurricanes seems like man a lot of a lot of you are like well that's just the weather David don't you know that's just the weather thank you Laura Bell finally someone with a, a last name that I can pronounce uh, any insight of what's going on in Israel no I don't I'll get on that for you Laura Bell uh, power outages and threats of power outages folks that's a card they're gonna play believe me uh, nuclear threats another card they're gonna play. Financial experts are predicting a crash. That's coming. We all know it's coming. All these things are going to be a series of events and maybe could all happen at the exact same time. Uh, National emergency testing in October. Now, Juan says, I talked to Juan about this extensively on the phone. He says that could be anywhere from, that's usually about six months. Three, let's say three to nine months out. 
So when they do a test, that's usually about three to nine months out from the real deal. But as what happened on 9-11, they were also doing a test when the real event happened. So my eyes and ears are open on this as well. Um, so he says, as a general as a general rule, we should probably be looking into April as the real deal, the kickoff. But we don't, I don't know. I'm not making any predictions on dates. Thank you, Rebecca Newell. Congress receiving satellite phones, folks. Congress receiving satellite phones. Huh. Things that make you go, hmm, why are they receiving satellite phones? What's going to happen? What are they preparing them for that we don't, we have no knowledge of? Folks, I'm telling you, it's coming. I don't see it happening in 24. I just don't see an election happening. They cannot lose control. So, and I got to be careful what I say here. Uh, a supposed counterpunch, if you listen to Juanito, a supposed counterpunch is coming. So, are we going to make an arrest? What's going to happen with that? I'm asking the questions here. A supposed counterpunch is happening. And if that counterpunch happens, you better damn well believe they're going to go hard. They're going to go real hard. There's governors. I think you've seen this. The New Mexico governor flexing her gun control. I think these are beta tests. I think they're being told to do that. Just a just a theory. Um, threats of the boogeyman 2.0. We know what the boogeyman is. 2020 boogeyman. That's coming to reemerge. Is this all going to happen at the same time, folks? So my 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 urgency is this to you: We are going to have a wonky wonky fall and 2024 to outer space. It's going to be crazy. Get ready. The America you knew is no longer. Get comfortable being uncomfortable. This is war. <laughs> this is what it looks like. This is what I've been called to do, I guess. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, boy. Notice nothing really matters anymore. Like, remember back in the day when, like, people used to give a shit? I don't, I don't see anybody really, except that if they're really young, but I don't see anybody giving a shit anymore about movies, about Kardashians, about sports. They're not much about football. People are just watching it just... People are just kind of like an automatic, but people are like, when I went to the Joe Rogan uh, comedy show, every comedian there was talking about what's happened, like what I talk about, basically. Every, it's on everyone's mind, folks. What's happening in the world right now, that's the that's the main event. And nobody gives a shit. I don't give a shit about boxing. I try to like watch some here and there. I'm trying, I'm going to watch the Tyson Fury, Francis Naganu fight. Who gives a shit? That's, that's just a, that's a joke. Um, I, I guess I'm going to watch that, I, but, but really what's on my mind is this, what's happening now, this losing our freedoms, losing our country. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. That's what I am doing. This is my war. Now I am taking it to them. And guess what folks? Guess what? This is just a passion for me. This is not this is not something that I'm a fighter. I've been a fighter since I was five years old. Bullied to shit. I became the bully later in life. I became the bully because that's the way you stop bullies, is be meaner than them. 
But I hate people that try to flex their authority. I hate people that follow the sheep. I can't stand it. That's why I wear this black, that's, you know, this black sheep clothing. I, I consider myself a black sheep like all of you do. That's why you all are attracted to my channel. We're a family. I really feel like we're a family. And I got to say, folks, thank you for keeping me sober. Because you give me a purpose to wake up every morning and do this. And, uh, yeah, I'm putting myself at risk. I am. Everyone knows I am. I, I'm, and you know what? So be it. So be it. I'm not going to be a slave. That's for sure. I'm always going to speak what's on my mind. No one's ever going to tell me what I can and cannot say. And although I keep it clean for YouTube, I cannot, folks, because I cannot leave the town square. You can go to my other channels, ninoscorner.tv and Rumble. So the blame game begins, folks. Here we go with the blame game. Narrative begins. Blame the who? The white folk. So extremists keep trying to trigger mass blackouts. Really? So, and that's not even the scariest part. So Maryland's top utility regulator was watching the news one February morning when a headline blindsided him. Two suspects with neo-Nazi ties have been charged with plotting to take down Baltimore's power grid. Jason Stanek, the then chair of the state's public service commission, said Maryland regulators were caught flat-footed, not hearing a word from law enforcement before the news broke or in the months afterwards. Federal prosecutors had alleged the the defendants were driven by racially motivated hatred. Racially motivated hatred. To try to cut the power, to try to cut the power to hundreds of thousands of people in the state's largest city, which has predominantly black population. So they're saying, ooh, blackouts may come in predominantly black neighborhoods or communities. And who to blame? <laughs> Whites. <laughs> see what they're doing? See the narrative they're starting here, folks? It's so easy to see. All of the syndicates, online syndicates, MSM, is captured. All of it. You just got to read it. They're spinning the narrative. They're throwing the seeds, throwing the seeds, throwing the seeds at you. So here we go. They're going to blame the blackouts on some crazy, crazy white guy or Mexican white supremacist. Is done with the established world order. He's so done with it. He's done. So the world's most powerful leaders gathered in New Delhi for the year's premier diplomatic event, the G20 summit, which if you are, so how to explain this? If you are upholding the constitution, you should have nothing to do with this. But all right. So, but this is Xi Jinping from China. So he's, he doesn't even want to do this. So Xi Jinping deemed it not worth his time. His absence sends a spark signal. His absence spends, sends a spark signal. All right. China is done with the established world order. Uh, ditching the summit marks a dramatic turn in China's foreign policy. For the past several years, Xi has appeared sought to make China an alternative to the West. Now Xi is positioning his country as a full-on opponent. Full-on opponent ready to align its own bloc against the United States and its partners. 
and it's in their international institutions they support. So Xi's break with the establishment has been a long time coming. His predecessors integrated China into the U.S.-led global order by joining its foundation institutions, foundational institutions such as the World Bank and the World Trade Organization. For much of this tenure over the past decade, Xi has kept a foot in the door to the Western order, even as China relations with the U.S. have deteriorated. So he's stepping away, which is, we expected this. We expected this along with Russia. Folks, this is going to lead, as soon as we pull the reins, which I I understand this is going to happen, we're going to pull the reins back in America. It's going to lead to a bigger war. It's going to lead to a bigger war. <laughs> yeah. So, New Mexico governor, have you guys heard about this piece of work? Santa Fe, New Mexico governor Michelle Lujan Grisham on Wednesday issued an emergency order suspending the right to carry firearms in public across Albuquerque and the surrounding county for at least 30 days. 30 days. In response to a spate of gun violence. I don't know what the word spate means, but that's what it says here. The Democratic governor said she expects legal challenges but has, but was compelled to act because of recent shootings, including the death of an 11-year-old boy outside a minor league baseball stadium this week. So you think by taking guns away from the good folk that the bad folk are going to be like, well, no one has guns anymore, so we'll put ours down too. That's not how it works, idiot. And I think you're compromised. That's not how it works. Bad people always get guns. They just do. And guess what? Now that they know you're not allowed to carry guns, that there's not going to be no good people carrying guns, it's going to get worse. (laughs) If you're a criminal, this is like game on. It's a free-for-all. So you, to me, you're the criminal. You're the criminal. And guess what? You should go to jail forever. This is them flexing their might. These are little tests to see what they can get away with. Look, you got to understand that, folks. This is them. I'm betting they're getting orders higher up saying, ah, we want you to try this. Do this. Do that. See if you can get away with this. See see how the people react. See what they do for the big game that's coming. Then the response is New Mexico State Representatives Stephanie Lord and John Block are calling for the impeachment of Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham for Grisham issuing uh, the emergency order suspending the right to carry firearms in public in around Albuquerque, the state's largest city. They used to call, uh, Albuquerque really used to be like filled with gangs. I don't know what it is now. When I, I've driven through there a few times, and I'll tell you, folks, it's uh it's pretty bad. It's um I love the mountains, I love the scenery, but the city itself it's, it, there's a lot of drugs there. There's a lot of people strung off on the fentanyl, uh alcohol. Man, I mean it's just uh it's really sad. A lot of people shooting up in certain areas. It's bad in Albuquerque. It's really bad in Albuquerque. 
And that used to be where one of my favorite fighters used to be. Johnny Mi Vida Loca Tapia. Orale. <laughs> one of my favorite fighters. You guys don't know who Johnny Tapia is. One of the best fighters to ever live. Johnny Tapia. All right, so the, another narrative. Another narrative begins. They can't hold on to the rotting corpse of Joe Biden. Uh, it's time for the Biden, uh, the Biden show to leave the stage, folks. So now they're figuring out what can we do with this guy. They got to replace him. Halfway through a ceremony this past week, without saying anything, the president just wandered off the stage through the crowd to somewhat stunned silence. The same thing happened in an MSNBC interview on live television. Live television not so long ago, he just stood up kind of stiffy and lost um, and just kind of meandered away. So every time you see Biden walk, he seems well in his 80s. He's slow, careful, stilted. Every time you hear him speak, he's also just a little off, eyes a little barely visible in the ancient Botox filtered face. Folks, what they're saying here in these articles is it's time to get rid of Biden and they're dropping seeds. They're putting out the articles now. So when it happens, the Democrats, the liberals are ready for it to accept or accept anybody they bring out. So that is why I'm reading these articles. So you understand they're getting ready to do this. Uh, this is the man the Democratic Party says will be the will be fully able to function as president for five more years through the age of 86. No one rooted in, in human reality believes it or should ever believe it is what they're saying here. Uh, in the latest brutal polling, 49% of Democrats say Biden is too old for re-election. I can't believe there's a percentage that say he's that that are still on board with this guy. I can't believe they exist. An additional 20% said their biggest concern is either his mental competence, sharpness, or his health, his stamina, or his, even his risk of dying. <laughs> his risk of dying. Oh, boy. Could we be so lucky? So, in fact, nearly 70% of his own party thinks his age is a serious problem. Overall, one in four Americans believe he has the stamina and sharpness to serve as president. Those one in four Americans have room temperature IQs or below. And 67% of his own party wants someone else to run in 24. 67%. So, folks, they're setting the stage. Democrats express frustration with Biden's moribund poll numbers. So, Senate Democrats say President Biden's poll numbers are concerning and frustrating, but they are doubtful any messaging shift by the White House will change how voters view him before the 24 election. This is why I say it ain't going to happen. <laughs> okay. They're panicked folks. Pelosi was the, the one they were going to put in. Okay. She was their She was their star player. Now they can't. And then guess what else they can't do. They were probably looking at Michelle to get in there as well. And now with Tucker airing out Obama's dirty laundry, it doesn't look like Michelle's a player either. See the strategy here, folks. Do you guys see it? Huh? Do you see it? Now they're stuck. They got Newsom. They got Newsom. I wonder how they're going to maneuver him. Harris, maybe. But there's going to be a lot of legalities with that one. A lot of legalities with Harris. So maybe a third party gets created here. So Biden... Polls stoke a third-party angst for Democrats. So the Democrats are scrambling. I wonder what's happening with Sanders or Hillary. 
<laughs> What's Hillary going to do in the next couple months? I, I don't know. I wonder. New polls showing President Biden is tied or trailing several GOP presidential candidates and keep and deep concerns among voters over his age are stoking Democratic angst about third party candidate stealing a victory. So they're saying that third party candidate can steal the November 2024. Uh, Democrats have long been worried that in, in a close race, a third party candidate could be the difference between winning and defeat in a hard-fought state such as Georgia, Arizona, Wisconsin, or even Florida. You know who I can see as a third-party candidate? RFK. That's who I can see coming in as a third-party candidate. Maybe Bernie. He is older. You're right. Bernie's old. God. You know he's just on the couch right now. Doesn't it always look like he just rolled off the couch and he just picked his underwear out of his ass, threw on some some suit that he had laying on the chair? And he just rolls out like that. That's how I see Bernie. I, I, Bernie, I, I just see some. Like he, like he didn't even brush his hair. He's like, ah, fuck it. It's still on my head to a degree. I'm just gonna walk outside and. Uh, so Biden deserts the working class. Ohio's working class has felt deserted by Democrats. Can Biden win them back? The state voted twice for Trump, but although many in the party. Admit they got things wrong. Not everyone agrees on what. David Cox is trying to persuade his members that Joe Biden has done more for the working class Americans than any U.S. president in his decades of construction as a construction worker and union organizer in Western Ohio. Really, guy? Really, buddy? You really going there? Are you really going there? Oh, boy. Who is this guy? Cox is not sure they really want to hear it (laughs) in a state where the Democrat brand was in decline long before Donald Trump snatched victory in Ohio in 2018 and then increased his support four years later. Biden's been great. He's done so much for labor like we haven't ever seen in my lifetime. Is this guy for real? Is this guy serious? He said ticking up taking off legislation to revitalize manufacturing and invest in technology that created many new construction jobs as well as labor department decisions in favor of workers. But whether it brings back those we lost to Trump remains to be seen. And I think even if they aren't inclined to go out and vote for Biden, maybe they'll just stay home and not vote at all because that'll be the next option, right? Not vote at all. See what they're putting here, folks. I'm telling you right now, I don't see it. I don't see this happening. I don't see, folks. I see a series of events taking place because that is their only option. I just like I've said about DeSantis, just like I've said about a lot of other things. I'm calling it here. If I had to put my chips on it, I'm going pot, <laughs> going pot, and I'm going. Here you go. I'm all in with this one. I'm gonna say na na na. It ain't happening. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say no, folks. Not happening. Not happening. Shit's going to... There's things that, there's things that are going to transpire, and I think... Now, if I had to say... We're pushing them in to do this. I think the good, the good guys, uh, the white hats, are pushing the black hats uh, to make these moves. But these moves are going to be severe. And they're gonna and then and it's uh 
we're all going to have to take a bite of the big shit sandwich. Because it's going to be ugly. So help your neighbor. Don't go crazy. (laughs) Okay. Morocco earthquake kills over 2,000 people. Rescuers dig for survivors. Obviously, folks, I'm just wondering myself. The Lahaina fires, now a Moroccan uh, earthquake. If you dig a little deep, they're just not cooperating. I don't want to say it on YouTube, but they're just not cooperating. Dookie dookie. Duke Dookie. Nina, what's your thoughts on North Korea's nuclear-powered submarine launch while visiting Putin to get... Yeah, it's all coming to a head. It's all coming to a head. That is why I'm saying no 24. (laughs) That's why I'm saying... That is why I'm even having this broadcast right now, folks. I'm just saying it doesn't look likely. Now, I have to say for YouTube, I'm posing the question. I'm just posing the question because it is fluff tube. So understand that. It's a question I have. Could it not happen? Hawaii's Kalawi volcano, and I don't know how to say it. I probably butchered it. Volcano erupts for the fir- third time this year. So Washington, uh, from Washington, Reuters, the Kala- Kalawi volcano. I don't know how you say it. I know you guys, I butchered it. Uh, volcano on Hawaii's Big Island began to erupt on Sunday afternoon, which with flows currently confined to the surrounding crater floor. The U.S. Geological Survey Said on Sunday, webcam images uh, show Pfizer's at the base of the volcano's crater that are generating lava flows on the surface of the crater floor. So if, like, Hawaii doesn't have enough problems. Now, I don't know how many times these things erupt. I would imagine it's pretty consistent. But what's really weird here is this, is that Bo Pony talked about this with Juan, saying, hey, there's going to be some kind of volcano eruption. I don't know. So you got to think about this sometimes. I mean... Do I feel like he's been wrong on some of his predictions? Yeah. Um, But it's interesting to listen to. But he did talk about a volcano. He did talk about a volcano erupting. So is this going to be the big one? I don't know. I don't know. I lay it out for you all to lay it out. So the eruption was preceded by a period of strong seismic activity and rapid uplift of the summit. According to USGS, the agency elevated... Uh, Kamal's aviation color code from orange to red as it evaluates the eruption and its volcano alert from watch to warning. So let's get to some border news, shall we? Some border news. Uh, Gunmen opened fire on convoy crossing into Mexico from U.S., wounding three. So a group of gunmen attacked a convoy of vehicles traveling into Mexico from the United States Wounding three people, including some Americans. So uh, Associated Press reported that the attack Saturday occurred on the bridge that connects the town of Miguel, uh, Elman, and Roma, Texas, according to the Tamaulipas uh, State Security Department. The department initially reported that the nine people were wounded, but later confirmed that three had suffered from gunshots and another six had panic attacks. You don't say. The state official told the AP that the condition of anonymity that had injured included both Mexicans and Mexican-Americans. I'm hearing this is going to pick up a lot. Border wars are coming, folks. I'm, I'm hearing this a lot from people on the inside saying, hey, 
the border is going to be uh, chaotic very soon. So I, I don't know. I don't think anybody should be, you know, I, at least me personally, I don't go there anymore. I don't go across the border. I don't cross the bridge anymore. I don't see the point of it. And I and I go and pick up my housekeeper sometimes, folks, and she tells me, she goes, it's muy mal, David, muy mal. She says that it's muy, muy, you got it, muy peligroso. Very, it's very dangerous, folks, in the sense that there's a lot of Venezuelans there. They're all just hanging out in Juarez, Venezuelans. Um, there's Honduras. Uh, she said there's some Chinese. Uh, and they're all just kind of hanging out. They're all just kind of hanging out in Ciudad Juarez. Uh, the crime has spiked substantially. Uh, in that area, so um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Ramaswamy Ramaswamy says he deport children of undocumented immigrants. Calls Fourteenth Amendment contested. GOP presidential candidate Vivek Ramaswamy uh, said Friday he would deport the children of undocumented immigrants with their families, despite them already being U.S. citizens. They are legally contested question under the 14th Amendment of whether the child of an illegal immigrant is indeed a child who enjoys birthright citizenship or not. Ramaswamy said after a town hall. So Ramaswamy is not the only GOP candidate to question the U.S. citizen rules. President Trump announced in late May that on his first day back in office, he would seek to end birthright citizenship by way of an executive order. So it seems to me like Ramaswamy is like really on board with Trump. He's like his cheerleader. But to me, I'm watching him really carefully and I'm saying, ah, 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 ah. I don't trust you. I still don't trust you. Your music to my ears, like Obama 2.0. I don't know. I just don't trust the guy. And uh, everything he says, I take with a grain of salt because I just don't trust him. I trust him about as much as uh, when I go eat Indian food. <laughs> You're running for the bathroom. <laughs> oh, man. Have you guys ever had Indian food? It's spicy. Whew. Yeah, it's too late in the game for the new guy. I agree with you on that one. I agree with you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. September 26th is Judgment Day. That's also my uh, alcohol anniversary of when I quit drinking alcohol. Well, actually, it was uh, December 26th of 2019. I can't believe this. I can't believe I'm still sober. And I'm doing a lot of fasting now. I'm taking my trim with Nino. I'm taking my collagen. I'm buying some gold and silver here and there, burying it in my backyard. Just kidding. I don't bury it. Well, you know about this fast is that um, you have to drink black coffee, and it's disgusting. I don't like it, especially if you guys ever had black instant coffee. But I got to have coffee. I got to wake up. I got to wake up. Um, why is my mom calling me again? <laughs> That's the real question right now. Oh boy, she's calling me again. She as she forgets. Bless her little heart. Uh, good job staying sober. Yeah, it's been it's it's tough, man. Because I'd like nothing more than to go to the bar. I'd like nothing more than just to go to the bar right now, have some drinks, blow off some steam, and just say fuck it. 
You know, like why I don't like I don't need to do this. I don't need to do this. But then again, if I did do that, I wouldn't be doing this. And I would just throw my life away. <laughs> fast. It would go fast. So let's talk about karma for a second, folks. You guys want to talk about some karma? <laughs> so karma is a bitch. So defund the police, Democrat politician left with broken leg, bloodied face after violent carjacking in Minnesota. So a second, so the second vice chairwoman for Minnesota's Democratic former Labor Party, who previously vowed to dismantle the Minnesota Minneapolis Police Department amid widespread, widespread Black Lives Matter BLM protests, is now calling for tougher crime laws. <laughs> is now calling for tougher, tougher crime laws as she was violently carjacked this week. You don't say. So in a lengthy September 7th post on Facebook, Shivani Southernen claimed that the incident, uh, carjacking incident took place in the driveway of her Minneapolis home in front of her children who are aged four and seven. So she got carjacked in front of her children and she got the shit beat out of her. The incident left her with a broken leg deep lacerations on her head, and bruising and cuts all over her body. Hey, if you would have had a gun, I don't know, this would have happened. Uh, Miss Suther- Sutherland shared a photo of herself with what appeared to be blood pouring down her face alongside the post. Four very young men, all carrying guns, beat me violently down to the ground in front of my kids. She wrote, the young men held our neighbors at gunpoint when they ran over and tried to help me, all in broad daylight. Look at my face in this picture. This is the face of a mother who just had the shit beat out of her. <laughs> she continued, oh, boy. A mother whose only thought was, let me run far enough to f- and fight hard enough so my kids have a chance to get away. This is a faith, this is a faith of a mother who just listened to her four-year-old daughter screaming nonstop, her seven-year-old son wailing for someone to come help because bad guys are murdering his mama in the backyard. Her neighbors screaming in outrage and all while being beaten with guns and kicks and fists. You kind of wish the police were there at that point, don't you? But guess what? Police take forever to get anywhere. So, unless they're giving you a ticket. Okay, I take that back. Unless you're getting a ticket, unless you're speeding, they sure are fast. They'll get there like that. They're really fast to give you a ticket, but you're getting your house burglarized or, I don't know, being held at gunpoint. Ah, they take their time. <laughs> They'll be there when they get there, okay? That's why you need a gun. And a gun that's more powerful than the criminal's gun. That's how I see it. So, in electric car news, <laughs> an electric car blows up. Uh, I've owned my EV for a year, but, I'll, but I despise it and other owners. I can't even make a simple trip home from the airport. A driver has expressed strong feelings against his electric vehicle and says that dealing with other EV owners can get hectic. The England-based YouTube creator said that he despises his EV and that drivers who own them hate each other. Let me guess, you're a liberal. Um, the Mac master shares his videos about travel, food, and tech with his over 122,000 subscribers. 
He titled his recent clip, I despise my electric car. EV owners hate each other. My trip home from London almost ended in death. In the caption, the driver wrote, if you're thinking about buying an electric vehicle, then sit back and learn the downfalls and drawbacks of owning an electric car and the pitfalls of EV charging infrastructure. Lee began his video in his all-electric Porsche, which he has been parked in front of the airport's long-stay lot. <laughs> I can't stand electric, but have you ever been in an electric vehicle? I've been in one. I think it was a Tesla. And that thing does have some balls. It picks up and goes like zzz, like fast, like well, G-Force. But I'm still not getting an electric car because I like to take road trips, folks. I like to drive long distances, and I like to take, guess what? My diesel truck. That's what I prefer. My diesel truck. Okay? And then I like to stop along the way and eat meat. Eat a big steak or a hamburger on my road trip. I enjoy that. Okay? (laughs) In what the fuck news. In what the fuck news. California becomes the first U.S. state to recognize Transgender History Month. The California Assembly made history Wednesday after passing a resolution to recognize August. Now we're going to have to... Is it June enough? Is it June enough? Is it June Pride Month? Why do we need August? Why? Okay? Isn't June your month? To recognize August as Transgender History Month, making the Golden States the first in a major nation to take the progressive plunge. I want to know why anybody lives in California anymore. I think they're doing this on purpose to get people out of there. That's what my. I think this is. I think this is strategy. I really do. I believe that as Californians, our strongest defense against the anti-transgender is just to tell the truth. Let's tell the truth about transgender people's lives, and let's lift up the history of the transgender Californians who left their mark on our great state. (laughs) They left their mark on their great state. Said Assemblymember Matt Haney, the San Francisco Democrat who authored the bill, according to Fox 40 in Sacramento, the, de- the development comes amid a slew of outrage surrounding school gender policies in the state, including State Attorney General Rob Bonta's lawsuit against the Chino Valley Unified School District Board of Education to immediately halt the enforcement of its mandatory gender identity disclosure policy. A judge temporarily blocked the district from enforcing the policy on Wednesday. Sent to be initially recognized next year, Transgender History Month recognizes the contributions of and history of the trans community while in the hopes of some supporting the idea, raising awareness about the community's lived experiences. Many Californians remain unaware of the real lives and experiences of transgender people, even here in California. We can change that through awareness, education, and outreach. And I believe that establishing a Transgender History Month in California is one way we could do just that. Well, hey, why don't you all just go on this cruise? Let's all just take this cruise together. Let's take the cruise. (laughs) Isn't June enough? (laughs) That's all I'm saying. Well, why why can't we have like a white man month, <laughs> alpha male month? 
right? Oh, no, we can't have that. No, no, no. Toxic masculinity month. No, 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 no. That's every month. That's every day. I can tell my blood pressure. Can you guys see my blood pressure? Just fucking getting, he's like pulsing in my neck. I have some good shows coming up on ninoscorner.tv. Um, the Wano Savin Bo Pony Show will be up tonight. Tonight, no, tonight will be Kerry Cassidy. Tomorrow will be Wano Savin and Bo Pony. It's about two hours long, and uh, it's good. It's actually, it's actually really good. Keep punching, Nino. Hey yo, hey, yo. Uh, go to the drop. The drop is down there below in the pinned comment. I post on there every day. So if you want to see this mug every day, go to the drop. Uh, folks, um, lots coming. I'm betting. I'm betting. Ain't going to happen, if you know what I'm saying. It ain't going to happen. Now, this is my opinion, but I'm betting it ain't going to happen. There's going to be a series of events, and it ain't going to happen. And the new heavyweight champion of podcasting and the black sheep of broadcasting, baby, coming at you live. Later, folks.